Thanks for checking out this message from Coastal Community Church. We hope it's helpful and encouraging. Good morning. Welcome to Coastal. Go ahead and find your seat. Have a seat. I'm Pastor Chris. Welcome today. And if you're watching online, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, By the way, the outline of today's message, if you're online, is right there across uh, the top of the page. Uh, You can click on that and follow along. If you're using version, either in the room or at home, uh, you can actually find today's outline as well by clicking on the little More tab uh, at the bottom right-hand corner, uh, then going to Events. uh, And there you'll see Coastal listed all the different events live, and uh, you'll see an outline of today's message. Uh, Today, We are in part two of a new series called The New You. And uh, last week we talked about the new you spiritually, and uh, today is the new you physically, uh, getting healthy physically. So let's just jump right in. Literally four years ago, in fact it was four years ago this week, um, I preached a message uh, about getting uh, fit physically. Uh, we were in a series similar to this, and uh, I preached a message about getting fit physically. And we were over in the uh, old building. We hadn't moved here yet. And uh, I want to share with you, I want to read a portion uh, of that message, kind of the beginning of that message from four years ago. So this is what I said. Let me begin today by making an observation. I'm sure some of you are looking at me and you're thinking, Who does Pastor Chris think he is talking about getting fit physically? He is not exactly the picture of health. And I'd respond by saying, you're right. There are many of you here who are far more qualified to talk about this subject than me. In fact, I just want to be honest with you today. Being overweight has been a painful, personal, lifelong struggle for me. Everyone has their areas of struggle and weakness, and this is mine. In fact, at the age of 12, my dad died basically from obesity. He was morbidly obese, opted for a form of bariatric surgery that is no longer performed today called an intestinal bypass surgery. He lost an enormous amount of weight in a very short period of time, but there were complications involving most of his internal organs, and he died. So, Here I am at 48 years old, needing to lose well over 100 pounds. The truth is, I have lost and gained a small country over my lifetime. Ultimately, I know that diets don't work. I am living proof of that. You name the diet, I have probably been on it and even lost some weight on it. I know that it's a lifestyle. But I don't want to be just another fat preacher who rants and raves about all other sin, but won't point the finger at his own. And most importantly, I want to be around as long as I can, living out God's purposes for my life and enjoying my family and the life that God has given me for as long as I can. So keep me and my journey in your prayers. Encourage me. Feel free to ask me how I'm doing, and I will report to you periodically. And yes, you can punch me in the face if you see me eating something unhealthy. So, Coastal. That was four years ago. And uh, since then, I have now lost 110 pounds. And um, here, are, uh, here are a couple of pictures of me uh, from four years ago. Many of you don't, uh, were not here then. This is actually me uh, four years ago. Now, um, obviously, uh, I still have a long way to go. Uh, I want to share with you that it is still a daily struggle. But I can honestly say to you now... Uh, that I am on that path, that I am on the journey uh, to uh, becoming healthy, 
uh, living a healthier lifestyle. And uh, I tell you part of my story today as we begin this message because I want you to see just how close to my heart today's message is. You see, the new you physically, it's about a lot more than just getting in shape, losing weight, uh, getting healthier. Although that's part of it, and that might be part of your story, steps uh, that, that you need to take. Uh, by the way, uh, you can be uh, skinny fat. Did you know that? Um, you can be skinny. In other words, just because you're thin doesn't mean that you're necessarily healthy. Uh, but this, this message today is a lot more than that. Um, it's really about living the extraordinary life that God created you to live. It's about taking care of and, and maximizing uh, the one and only body that God has given you. Because I want you to get this. This is what I want you to hear loud and clear today. God cares about you, and he does care about your physical body. And so today's message is as much about your soul as it is about your love handles. Uh, Psalm 139, 13 and 14. Many of you are familiar with this passage. Listen to this. It says this. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Now think about it. If God made you so intentionally, so carefully, so thoughtfully, don't you think that what you do with your physical body matters to him? And don't you think that, that God is your creator, knows what is absolutely best for your physical body? In fact, as we begin, I want to I give you three important theological truths from the Bible about your, about your physical body. This is going to help you develop a, a theology of the body, so to speak. So I want you to write these down if you're taking notes. They kind of lay the foundation for what I want to talk about today. Here's the first truth. My body was created by God and for God. My body was created by God and for God. Genesis 1.27. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And then in the New Testament, Colossians 1.16. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. Now, all of, the, all of this means that there is something about our physical bodies that reflects the character and the nature of God. You see, your body, listen to this, was not just created for your own personal gratification, but your body was created for God's glorification. Did you get that? Wasn't created for your personal gratification, but for God's glorification. It was created to bring honor and glory to him and to help fulfill God's purposes through your life. Now, truth number two about your body I don't want you to miss is that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, that might be some strange terminology to some of you, but let me explain. When you became a follower of Jesus, when you became a, a Christian, when you asked God to save you, you asked Him to become the leader of your life, something really, really special happened. 
The Bible says that God's Holy Spirit entered into your life to direct you, to give you His presence, His power, and His peace. In other words, your body becomes the physical place where God's Spirit resides, lives. That's exactly what the, Holy, uh, what the Apostle Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Listen to this. Don't you realize that your body is, a temp- is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Underline that last phrase. You must honor God with your body. Now, what he's saying here is that Jesus died on the cross for you. That was the high price that was paid for you, for your body, for your soul. And so you and I do not belong to ourselves. You don't belong to yourself anymore. As a Christian, as a follower of Christ, you belong to Jesus. And because of that, we need to honor God with our bodies. Now, a lot of people in the world today are going to try attempt to convince you that, you're, uh, that God is not concerned with your body. And what you do to your body, what you do with your body. Do not fall for that lie. Because that's exactly what it is. It's a lie. What you do with your body, how you treat your body, it matters to God. And it does have an impact on how God can use you. Your body belongs to God. It's on loan to you from Him. I mean, think about it. God loans us these, these physical bodies, this temple, you know, that we have for, uh, you know, maybe 60, 70, 80, sometimes 90 years. Now, we don't know how long they're going to last. But it's up to you and I to take care of them and to honor God with them. So what you do with your body, how you treat your body, it does have great spiritual significance. Now, here's truth number three. God will bless me if I take care of my body. God will bless me if I take care of my body. When you care for your body... You know, God blesses you with things like health, with energy, with endurance. I mean, imagine what it feels like waking up in the morning feeling rested and energized. Imagine if you ate in such a way that fueled your body instead of always making you feel sluggish. Imagine if you were just an overall healthier person, all the blessings that result from that. And those blessings are from God. Now, I want to be clear about a couple of things. First of all, today's message is not about what you look like or what kind of body type you have. Okay, we were all given different body types uh, by God. And, and today's message is not about, you know, body worship, you know, elevating how we, we see our bodies because we see a lot of that today. Guess what? We are all going to die, Okay. You know, I don't care how healthy you are, how fit you are, eventually your body will fail you and you will die. Today, we're talking about, though, making the most of the bodies that God has given us. You know, in the meantime, while we're still here, bringing glory and honor to Him and fulfilling His purposes in our lives. So, today, I want to challenge you to take whatever next steps are in your life that you need to take to get back on track the new you. You know, small steps that you could take that could maybe lead to some big differences in your life. Now, before I share some, uh, some of these next steps, 
I want to ask you to do something for me. Whatever God asks you to do today, okay, not Pastor Chris, whatever you feel like God is asking you to do today, whether that's a, a spiritual decision, a physical decision, I want you to make the choice, the decision right now in advance to say yes to God. Yes. God, whatever you tell me today, whatever you lead me to do today, my answer in advance is going to be yes. Will you do that? Now, to become the new you physically, three decisions that I want to talk about this morning. We talk about many, but I just want to talk about three today that I think we all need to make. Okay, here's the first one. Number one, deliver my body from temptation. Deliver my body from temptation. In other words, whatever the temptation is that's preventing you from honoring God with your body, remove it or remove yourself. You know, in the American church, we are known um, for picking out the sin that we want to make a big deal about and then overlooking the ones that don't seem to bother us as much. And sinning against your body is a prime example of that. You know, gluttony, it is just as big of a sin as theft or pride or lying. And sometimes in the church, we just give it a wink and a nod, treating overeating as not as big of a deal with, uh, you know, how we treat our bodies uh, without thinking about the impact that it's having uh, potentially on God's mission for us. And so today, I want you to be honest as we dig into this, what is the biggest temptation that you're facing when it comes to your body? What's the big temptation for you? You know, is it eating too much? Is it eating too much of the wrong things? You know, maybe you eat fairly healthy and clean, but you still eat way too much. And the temptation for you is all about portion control. Honestly, for me, you know what it was? You ready? Both! Both. I ate too much and I ate too much of the wrong things. You know, maybe for you it's the temptation of not exercising and basically just living a very, very inactive life. Or maybe for you it's the temptation of staying up way too late, watching TV or being on the computer late into the evening so that you never, ever get the necessary sleep that your body needs for optimal health. Is it smoking? Excessive drinking? Is it sexual temptation? You see, all of these temptations lead you away from God, lead you away from health, lead you away from the new you physically. So here's what I want you to think about today. What can you do to remove it from your life or to remove you from that situation? Because if you keep playing around with whatever it is in your life that's tempting you, guess what? You're going to keep falling for it every time. Jesus even talked about this in Matthew 26, 41. Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. Now, look at this next statement. For the spirit is willing, but the body is what? Weak. Would you agree with that? You know, that sometimes in your mind and in your spirit, you want to do what's right, you want to resist something, but then you give up, you, you end up giving into it anyway. Why? Well, because when left to ourselves, to our own strength, 
we're rarely strong enough to say no to the temptations that we face every day. And so all I'm saying is that part, at least part of the answer, is to remove the temptation or to remove yourself from the temptation. Now, maybe for you, and again, we're all different here, maybe for you that means, you know, at some point you need to go purge your refrigerator. You know, your cabinets of all, you know, the sweets and processed food and junk food. Maybe for you it means getting off your phone or computer and turning off the TV and taking a walk. You know, maybe it's having that friend call you in the morning to go work out. Because if they don't, you know, you're just going to hit the snooze and, and, and sleep in. Maybe it's making a decision that you're not going to have seconds at meals. You know, you're not going to keep eating past 7 p.m. You know, you're going to cut out, you know, fast food. Uh, maybe if it's sexual temptation, you need to get out of a relationship that you've been in that's been unhealthy. Or maybe you need to set some boundaries in the relationship that you're in right now. You see, what I'm saying is that whatever the temptation is for you, you do have to develop some sort of plan of attack. Uh, I heard a story about an overweight preacher that announced to his staff that he was going to go on a diet. Uh, But the very next morning, he showed up at church uh, with a dozen donuts from Krispy Kreme. And uh, almost half of them were already eaten. And uh, his secretary said, Pastor, I thought you were going to go on a diet. He said, I was, but you know what? It just wasn't God's will. And she said, Pastor, how do you know it wasn't God's will? He said, well, you know how I always drive by Krispy Kreme on my way to work? And, well, this morning I was so, so hungry that I just prayed to God, God, if it is not your will for me to have those Krispy Kreme donuts, then don't let that hot now sign be on. And sure enough, after I circled around the block eight times, it was just lit up from the skies. Uh, Honestly, I don't know why Ashley would ever doubt me. But anyway, um, uh, the very first part of 1 Corinthians 6.18 says this. Run from sexual sin. Circle the word run. You know, I want you to notice, I want to point out something here. He doesn't say fight sexual sin. He doesn't say play around with sexual sin. He doesn't say resist sexual sin. What does he say? Run, get away from it as far as you can. Remove it or remove yourself from it. The truth is, before you can become the new you physically, um, you've got to make the decision. You've got to have a plan of attack. You got to remove the temptations that are constantly tripping you up or remove yourself from them because if you don't, listen, I don't care. No diet, exercise regimen is, is going to help you. The first decision you got to make to becoming the new you is, is this. Okay? Step number two discipline my body to do what's best. Discipline my body to do what's best. Now, I realize that the word discipline is not, not a popular word today. But to to get the new you and experience God's best, discipline is a part of it. In fact, I would say it's the key. Discipline is saying, here here it is. This is not on your outline, but you might want to write this down. Discipline is saying no to something that you want right now. Okay, saying no to something you want now so that you can experience greater rewards and blessing later on. Okay, that's discipline. It's, It's delayed gratification. Now, one of the greatest enemies uh, to the new you, though, is instant gratification. Delayed gratification is hard because you've got to trust that by being disciplined now and making the right decisions now, 
that it is going to pay off in the future. That there is a, there is a blessing to come. Now, let's talk about how this works and why this is so difficult. Um, this is what typically uh, happens. We say to ourselves, man, I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose 20 pounds. But I sure would like to eat a bowl of ice cream every night before I go to bed. You know, I'd love to get in shape. I want to I wanna get fed. I want to get healthy physically. But I sure would like to binge watch this show instead of going for a walk or hitting the gym. You see, with instant gratification, we sacrifice the future so that we can have a moment of pleasure now. And, and really, one of the big signs of spiritual maturity in any area of life, just overall spiritual maturity, is the ability to choose discipline now over instant gratification. You know, over the last uh, couple of years especially, uh, as I've been on this journey, all the time, all the time people ask me, Pastor Chris, what's the secret? You know, and they're waiting for some, like, it's a pill, potion, or powder, you know, or, you know, like, how did you do it? What diet are you on? And you know what the answer is? You know the answer that nobody wants to hear? Here it is, ready? It's hard work! It is! It's discipline. There's, there's no easy answer. It's delayed gratification. You know, the Apostle Paul talked about this. Look what he said. 1 Corinthians 9, 27. I discipline my body. Circle that word discipline. There it is again. He says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Now, so let me ask you, where do you need to best discipline your body to do what's right for you, to do what's best for you? You know, again, we're all different. Where, where do you need to get serious about making some disciplined decisions in your life? Where do you need to practice delayed gratification? In fact, I believe that as we've even begun this morning, that God has probably given many of you some action steps that you know you need to take. Where is it in your own life that you know you need to get serious about this? You know, maybe there's some things that you need to stop doing that you're currently doing. You know, last week as a part of the New You um, Spiritually, I got you to write down some goals, spiritual goals for 2020. So today, what I want you to do is to think about some physical goals uh, for 2020. So I left you some space there on your outline. I want you to write down some physical goals that you could set for yourself. Now, let me just kind of in general give you some ideas to kind of get the juices flowing, some things that you might think about. One easy goal to set for your health, for yourself, is to drink more water. Cut out sodas. That was one of, the, one of the steps that I took that I said, you know what, if I can do anything, this is the thing I believe that I could discipline myself to do. And do you know that in the last four years, I have literally not had anything to drink except for water. That's it. I was addicted to Diet Mountain Dew. Man, I could, I could put back some Diet Mountain Dew, man. Not for any diet reason. I think it was just the caffeine, you know? Um, <laughs> Drink water. Not only is drinking water good for you, but it makes you less hungry, makes you less likely to snack on things that aren't good for you. It's healthy. Maybe for you, you need to set a goal for sleep. Some of you are sleep deprived. Not only are you dehydrated, but you're sleep deprived. Studies show that most adults need somewhere between seven and nine hours of sleep to be optimal. Uh, how many hours of sleep are you getting? Maybe the goal for you could be more about your food. Maybe it's to set to eat more living foods. You know, like fruits and vegetables and, and whole grains and beans and nuts, the things that are better for your health, and to stay away from 
processed foods or fried foods or fast foods. Maybe for you there's some goals that deal with exercise. You know, maybe it's as simple as parking further away uh, at, at work. Or wherever you go, stop being that person that loses their, their faith when you go to Walmart or Publix or Costco because, you know, oh my goodness, you can't, you can't get a, find a close parking. You're circling and circling. Park far away and just walk. My goodness. Um, maybe uh, you, you take the elevator. I mean, instead of taking the elevator, you take the stairs. Maybe you start walking in the evening after dinner, start jogging or join a gym. Something that you could do on a daily basis that keeps you active. And by the way, that is a part of the 100-day challenge that we're all in, you know? Find something that you could do to, to get moving and to, you know, to get healthy physically. Pick one thing, one step that you could take in this area. You know, a study came out recently that said that people who exercise regularly, there is a 90% reduction in heart attacks, a 30 to 70% reduction in cancer, a 50% reduction in type 2 diabetes, 70% reduction in stroke. And, and, and by the way, this is going to look differently, you know, for all of us. We're all different. But what I'm saying is just find something that you enjoy, something that you could, you know, that you could maintain. Being active. What's a goal for you that you could set for yourself this year? And I would encourage you to, uh, you know, find a partner, find a team, some people that, you know, you could uh, be accountable to that could encourage you. And I, let me say this. One of the things I'm so thankful for here at Coastal over the last four years is all the people uh, in the health and wellness uh, field here at Coastal have been so helpful to me. And if, you're, if you need someone uh, to help you get started, man, you just come to me and I can point you to a lot of different people here at this church. So, number one, avoid temptation. Number two, stop making excuses. Choose discipline. Number three, dedicate my body to God. Dedicate my body to God. Romans 6, 12, and 13. Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, underline this next phrase, Give yourselves completely to God. Give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. In other words, you're a new you. So use what? What does he say? Use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. So let me ask you a personal question. Have you done that? Have you given yourself completely to God? Is the way that you're treating and using your physical body right now bringing glory to God? Think about it this way. Is the way that you're living and feeling right now the way you want to be living and feeling next year? Five years from now? Ten years from now? I mean, is this right now how you want to be spending the rest of your life physically? And do you honestly believe that without ever making any changes, without ever making any commitments, that suddenly you're going to become physically fit and healthy. It is, it is the decisions that you make today that are going to determine what your life looks like 10 years from now. You're setting the course for your tomorrow by the decisions you're making today. And so if you want to see some big changes in your life physically in the future, then what I'm saying is you just got to be willing to take some small steps today. And if at this, to this point in your life, if you've been living for yourself, in other words, if you've been calling 
your own shots. You know, if you're in charge, then let me suggest that you try something different for 2020. Let me suggest that you dedicate your, your body and your life to God. That you turn control over to Him. Romans 12, 1 and 2, I want to close with this verse. It says this, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God. There it is again, underline that. We see that over and over through Scripture. Give your bodies to God because of all He's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Have you ever thought about that? That really an important way to worship God is to give your body to Him, to honor Him with how you treat your body, what you do with your body, how you use your body. He says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. In other words, hey, don't do what everybody else is doing. But let God transform you into a new person. There it is again, a new you, by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know what God's will is for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. What does it mean for me to give my body to God? You know, many of us, we're okay with the idea that God maybe is our creator, but we just don't want him to be in control. We want God to be our Savior. We just don't want Him to be our Lord. You see, when you give yourself to God, it means that you listen to and you follow God's voice. Not just every now and then, but every decision that you make. Every time that I approach food, I need to listen to and follow God's voice. Every time you and I think about exercise, we need to listen to and follow God's voice. Because you can no longer say, you know what? This is my body. I can do whatever I want to do with it. Nope. Because I've dedicated my body to God, my life to God. It is no longer yours. Will you do that today? Will you do that today? And listen, you cannot give God your body until you give Him your heart. Until you give Him your life. That's what He wants. These bodies are simply vessels so that He could accomplish what He wants to accomplish in this world. And I just want to be as, around as long as he wants me to keep doing that. And I hope you do too. Maybe today is the day that you give your life to God. It is as simple and yet as beautiful as a prayer. It's just you humbly admitting the obvious, that you've blown it, that we're all sinners, that you are too. And that God loved you so much that he provided the way. And the way is a person. It's his son, Jesus. He made the way through his life, his death on the cross, his burial, and his resurrection. And if you will put your faith and your hope and your very life in his hands, you can be forgiven and be made brand new. Let's go to, Lord, to the Lord in prayer right now. Bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much today for 
Jesus, for your word. God, um, I believe that there are people here in this room who want to honor you with their bodies. But, but they know, we know, that we can't do that by ourselves. We need your strength. Listen, if that's where you're at today, would you just pray something like this? God, today, I give myself to you. I give my body to you. Help deliver me from the temptations in my life that have been tripping me up over and over and over again. Help me to make the disciplined decisions that I need to make over instant gratification. God, today, I give you my body for your purposes. Father, today, I give you my life. And Father, I admit it. I have blown it. I'm a sinner in need of, of hope and health. And I cry out to you today. Just pray something like this. If that's you, pray that. Pray that prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe. I do as much as I understand, as much as I know how today I believe. I believe that Jesus really is your son. I believe that he came to this earth. He lived a perfect life so that he could be that sacrifice for me and my sin. And he went to the cross. He died for me. And to prove his power over sin and death and the grave, that he is who he says he is, he rose from the dead and he is alive. And today I believe it. I put my faith and my hope and my trust in him and him alone. And God, for the rest of my, my days, for as long as you have me here on this earth, I want to follow you. And I, wanna, and I do, I want to maximize this body so that you can achieve your purposes through it. We love you, Father. And I pray these things today in the powerful, beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. From Pastor Chris and the family at Coastal Community Church, have a blessed day.